0: Hey there, this is Matt from McSauce. You know, Christmas has always been my favorite time of the year. When I was a kid, it was always such a magical and exciting time, anticipating what Santa Claus was going to bring for being good. Me, good? Yeah, I know, it's hard to believe, right? But the sad truth is, there are less fortunate kids out there that are going to go to bed on Christmas Eve thinking that Santa Claus won't stop at their house that night let's not allow that to happen. This holiday season McSauce is participating in our second annual Holiday Toys for Tots drive. Last year we had a lot of success and we hope to build on that this year. So please visit McSauce.com to help donate to our 2014 toy drive. Like last year we're going to take all the money donated and go on a McSauce shopping trip where we're going to buy as many comic book related toys as we can, ranging from action figures and dolls to stuffed animals, games and art activities. Then we're going to take all the toys that we bought and donate them to Toys for Tots. The deadline is December 9th, so please don't delay and visit the site and make a donation today. No amount is too small. Please help spread the magic of the holiday season to those less fortunate. Thank you and happy holidays.
1: Episode 83 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Mackasal. Hey, McSauce casters. It is Monday night, November 24th. And tonight we are going to answer a couple leftover fan questions that we didn't get around to. Some leftovers before Thanksgiving? That's right, son. We're going to get into that, what was it, 22nd Jurassic Park? Trailer and just generally talk about Jurassic Park excitement because by the time the full Jurassic Park trailer comes out, the Star Wars trailer will be out and Jurassic Park will be old news
2: crushed by the force, if you exactly.
1: And we're going to do a little Witcher been reading to close out the night. Before we do any of that stuff, we send it to Ian Sharpley for housekeeping.
2: Happy early Thanksgiving to our fans out there. You might be listening to this podcast with your family. Hopefully not. We swear a lot, and I'm sure there are kids around. So how don't funny that.
0: would that be if that's like, you know, the family's gathering around the table for Thanksgiving, and then somebody's like, oh, look, put on McSauce. Put on McSauce. I want to listen while we eat.
2: It's that would be the weirdest. holiday tradition. I know one family that might be able to start that. That so. is
0: the weirdest family if you're really doing that.
1: I, I like to think of it as that it's post- Thanksgiving dinner, gathered around the radio in the living Fool room. Full
2: bellies, the fire going I over guess, there. The early 1950s. Turn on. Uh, Turn on McSauce. Yeah, let's listen to what those idiots have to argue about this week.
1: If if they're listening to us as a family after Thanksgiving dinner, they're probably not going to call us idiots. They're going to talk about us in reverent tones.
2: <laughs> probably. And you can you can listen to the podcast. You can go to mcsauce.com and read the reviews. Like they're like their stories from I don't know from the pilgrims and indians, but they're just reviews about comic books <laughs> that we that we love so dearly. You can check out the web comics. We might even have some Thanksgiving inspired web comics for you on your uh, Thanksgiving or maybe the day after on Fr- Black Friday. Black Friday. Don't forget it. That's true. Go to the Facebook page, send us a like. We actually have had a record number of likes this past week. We had nine likes this past week, so very awesome. excited. How, how far are we from 200? We are currently... At
0: 70. I think we're around 30 away, right?
2: We are 183 right now. Whoa. So wow. we're very close. Well, what do we say before the 17? new year? Before the new year and we were at 60, 161, 162, somewhere around there a few weeks ago, so we've been steadily gaining fans. Thank you to all the new fans, and thank you to the old fans that help spread the word and support us. Exhaust fans, tell your friends, even
1: if they're not regular listeners, so long as they give us that like, we won't know the difference.
2: That's true, and while you're telling them to do that, go to iTunes and subscribe. You can leave us a review there. You can go to Stitcher and stream us, or automatic stream download and get the classic old school episodes at libsyn it's mixsauce podcast at libsyn.com
0: how do you spell libsyn
2: l i b s y n liberated syndicate and as you heard at the beginning of this podcast we are currently taking donations for our toys for tots charity so go down to the bottom of mixsauce.com hit the donate button and help out some children in need.
0: Donate hundreds of dollars. Because that makes our shopping spree more fun.
2: And don't you want a fun shopping spree? I know you do. So this week we're going to talk about all those things that Paul said at the beginning. Which I forgot what we're going to talk about tonight.
1: Before we get into that, I would like to throw a little plug for my buddy Larry Ganny, uh, Old high school friend of mine. We go way back. Um, probably knows a little too much about me and everything that I got up to back in the day, but Larry has his own podcast. It's called The Guest Room. It's a multi-layered podcast where they talk about all kinds of subjects from television to movies to music. It's an interesting podcast. It's called The Guest Room. It's on iTunes, and I would appreciate if uh, you get some time to go and check it out. How new is it? I think he has 11 episodes. Is it weekly? It seems weekly. Cool. I just subscribed myself, so I'm still I'm still learning the guest room process. But uh, yeah, uh, good buddy of mine. Uh, so please uh, check him out, support them. Um, I would appreciate it.
2: So are, are we ready to answer some fan questions? He even has a guest room. That's a no, by the way. <laughs> the guest room podcast does have a Facebook page. And I am now, I just, right now, right as you were listening, I liked it. Technology! So help him out on Facebook. Fuck, I like that the, shit. It's the future, man. It's
0: the future. Computers.
1: Yeah. So via computers and technology, uh, we were asked by Janine
2: Jost. Jost? Jost, Jost. Jost, you're Jost. At, are you asking me? I'm going to fuck um, it up. I say Jost. Janine is a fairly accomplished fan fiction
1: writer of the erotic kind. If our favorite kind. If you wanna see if you wanna read about Black Widow going down on Steve Rogers while he's tied to a chair, this is the this is the, the girl for you. Um she asked us which ero- which erotic fan fiction couplings we would like to see.
2: And have you thought about this question? Uh, every day of my life, right? I'm trying to look and see if Janine has any... Does she? Do you know if she has any place where we can send people to check out her work?
1: She's on a site called archiveofourown.org. You should be able to search Janine Jost, J-A-N-E-N-E, and her work should come up. Is it safe for work? There's... It's texts, so it's not like you're looking at porno or just porno words. Porno words, yes.
2: Oh, what you reading there, oh, buddy? Just, just some fiction. Just just a little Wolverine backdoor action. That's all. If if
1: you wanna if you want a keyword, um, vaginal sex or cunnilingus, perhaps some vaginal fingering you're probably going to stumble across some of her work. Hmm.
2: Interesting. That's very accomplished.
1: Now, fan fiction in general is always questionable business because the fan fiction community is, like, it always winds up being gay shit. It's always homosexual stuff. It's always Wincest. (laughs) It's always Sam and Dean Winchester fucking each other.
2: Poor He Man getting tied up in Snake Mountain. Who's
0: the the, uh, catcher and who's the pitcher between
1: Sam and Dean?
2: I think there's a lot of interleague play going on Ah. in those things. I would
1: imagine the roles would be flipped and Dean would let his guard down and be the catcher in that situation.
2: Think so? Really? That's Mm. interesting. What makes you feel that way? I don't think that. Just your intuition.
1: You guys guys haven't thought about this before? Just me? (laughs)
2: I think that I would like to see Mr. Fantastic and anybody else because I think that that stretchy dick of his is probably pretty awesome you
1: know what that's that's what I was thinking too and you know she does have a story about um, Winter Soldier and Captain America going under hypnosis and some dirty some dirty business happens but it's not all guy on guy and in not just hers, but in the overall fanfiction community, it's not always homosexual stuff. I mean, 98% of it, sure. But there's a 2%. So if you want to see ladies go at it, Ian, you don't have to see Mr. Fantastic's penis.
2: Now that I think about it, maybe him and uh, elongated man and, like, just stretchy dick <laughs> on stretchy butthole action, that would be pretty cool. <laughs>
0: Stretchy dick, on stretchy butt. Who's that? Who's the other guy? The other stretchy guy. Plastic man. Plastic long, man. Elongated well,
2: man. No, that's who I was thinking of. Elongated man. But plastic man's the other guy, so we can get that three-way stretchy dick action, boy. <laughs> so that's my answer. I mean,
1: tying their their junk into knots between the three. We call them. that a twizzler. She has a story called Natasha's Dirty Thirty about Natasha Romanov's Romanova. Romanova, Romanov. I thought you were the first time. A about, about Black Widow's thirtieth birthday with a foursome with her, Sharon Carter, Cap, and Hawkeye, and that's great and all. Sorry. But if we're really gonna reach, I want to see some superpower fucking. I want to see Mister Fantastic. I want to see Hercules and She-Hulk, just Ooh. two powerhouses, just shaking bang. the mountain. Yes, just banging the shit out of whatever city, city that they're in. Yeah, that would be some good stuff.
2: Uh mm-hmm. huh. The I don't see Iron Man's. really popular one she, is like Superman and Wonder Woman. That's kind of trickled into real DC works. Wouldn't now.
0: Hulk and She-Hulk be a great but that's pairing?
2: that's I mean that's you know cousin on cousin action. is what, that makes what they it like? Even hotter. The, the problem I have with that is the Hulk's so big.
1: Like he yeah, grows he to such an unnatural size. Like I that's figure right. She-Hulk and Hercules are more evenly matched.
2: So then, who does the Incredible Hulk get the fuck? Uh,
1: Thanos, maybe the female blockbuster from *Future's End*, DC, a DC book, or, or Giganta. I I would like to see DC's Giganta and the Hulk.
2: I like. I'm liking this Thanos angle with the uh, Infinity Gauntlet can really do some pretty heavy-duty damage, I'd say. I
1: don't think you're going to get a lot out of Thanos. The Infinity Dildo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Gems for her pleasure. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be like the uh, Infinity Butt Plug with like the... Each the gem is, is like gem is a bead Yeah, yeah, the bead Yeah, the bead Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And you pull it out And you change time And then <laughs> All the of a st- sudden You're in the Wild West <laughs> yeah. and you put That's the stole gem
1: <laughs> I need chicken wings <laughs>
2: That's the racist
1: gem Oh.
2: But I like that I kind of like that The, uh,
1: yeah See Matt, you didn't think We were going to have a good time Talking about a really good time. fiction.
0: I'm having a really good time. What does that say about me? Maybe well, I didn't know myself as well as I thought I did. See, you. now
2: you explored your sexuality with maybe us. Maybe you'd be the Dean Winchester. I like how at the beginning we were it's like, maybe. with your family, sit down with your family. <laughs> <laughs> sit down with your family
1: we and you listen just,
2: to anal beat. We just lured you in with that shit.
1: <laughs> Donate
2: for kids. And by Suckers. the way...
1: You know what, just turn- everyone just turn this off right now. So, okay, Matt.
0: (laughs) Does our charity give us a pass at least to talk about this? Like, we're not that bad, right? We're horrible, like, this is why we have to do stuff like that. Because we do things like this all year long. We even it out. Well, we'll at least try to. Try to balance it. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we cover, I think we covered some ground real fast. I think you know, we, I, we went you know zero to hundred.
2: Balls deep. Balls deep. Real quick. Real quick. I can't get the uh, the infinity beads out of my head. Like that's just a glorious weapon of I wanna, pleasure. I want to draw it. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. So uh, yeah, there I you need go. A, brainstorming I need a visual session. visual
1: representation. I already have
0: an idea for your for your strips for that. Why won't you draw it? I'm drawing. to draw. Hey, draw. I, started, I started drawing uh, uh, for one of the conventions that we're going to be doing this spring. Um, we're trying to put together some like, pin-up uh, print-type things. I started on my very first one for, um, for the convention. Do so. you want to preview
2: it, spoil what it is? Is it a comic-related thing?
0: Um, it's, uh, it's related to a galaxy far, far away. We'll put it that way. Star Trek, Star Trek. <laughs> Stargate, actually,
2: Galaxy Quest.
0: Yes, great movie. Seque. It's actually Sequest, but was was MacGyver
1: in Sequest?
2: Was no, he? No, but um, what, what was he in? Wasn't Brody he in some
1: weird in sci-fi show? Uh,
2: hmm. I don't know off the top of my head. Richard Dean Anderson. That's his name. I thought he was like MacGyver and Dunn. Stargate SG-1. Mm. So yeah, so that's what we would have our comical characters do. Those kind of dirty things. So Janine, get working on that. Infinity Beads. I
1: think we gave you a lot of fodder. A lot of grist to run through the old porno mill. Grist sounds fucking disgusting. It
0: kind of does, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know what grist is. Like, Like,
2: I feel like it's just, like, slimy, and you're like, I got this grist all in my... Fingers. I Ew. figure
0: it's on the on the edges kind of and it's just sort of like has a nasty is it, texture.
2: Yeah, is it like like it, it's like glistening? Yeah, to... oh it's
0: a little bit wet
1: and slimy. I hate the it. Inspiration yeah. keeps coming. <laughs>
2: so what were the other things we were talking about? And do today? we have
1: do we have a second fan question?
2: Yeah, we do. It's from big fan of the show, Daniel Dewing, who also has a Etsy store what's he sell he sells Green Lantern batteries and Green Lantern rings and I'm trying to find his information right now as we talk so Paul D- Daniel doing sounds like your
0: kind of guy he sells Green Lantern batteries and Green Lantern rings those are both things I feel like you would be interested in have you checked this out Daniel DeWing's Etsy store.
1: I saw the ring in person when we saw when we met him at Pittsburgh Comic Con. That's right. It was very impressive. He took the uh, the DC Green Lantern ring designs. They released the plastic rings with a split in the middle. Uh, you know, for all for all sizes. But even people with like sausage fingers. Well, yeah, they're more so for people with sausage fingers because like I don't have sausage fingers what do you so have? they're always too big for me do you have dainty little hands I think I have normal hands normal hands yeah I have, I have large knuckles but once I get it over the knuckle then it's just loose yeah, yeah. maybe you should wear it on your knuckle but Daniel doing can make you a fitted green lantern ring do you know your rings it looks legit I don't you're gonna and, have to um, let Daniel know that he also makes power batteries. He didn't have the battery with him whenever he came by by the table, um, but if it's like the quality of the ring, I'm pretty certain you're gonna enjoy it. So if you want a Green Lantern ring or battery, um, if you know Ian cares to get us the information, now we Daniel send you to Daniel it. doing can hook it up with a
0: ring and a battery. Does he offer kind of like a? Buy the battery, get the ring free, or get a, the ring for a discounted price? I would hope so. There's gotta be
1: some kind of combo deal. Aside from Daniel doing right now, I'm pretty upset that Etsy doesn't have that, he doesn't come up when you search in Etsy. Like, if when you go to Etsy and search, putting in his name should bring his shit up. So that's Phil on Etsy. Well, unless he not- goes
0: by, like, the Green Lantern Ringmaker guy. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's why I'm having some trouble here. It's uh, doing cosplay productions, but it doesn't have his site in the link to his site. And I know that we've talked about it in the past, but I will get it. Ian, could here. you
0: text him real quick and find out what his
2: Etsy site is? If you guys can keep stalling like I know you can. So,
1: but- we will get you. Daniel Doings Etsy information. But his question was, uh, there's speculation DC's going back to the old universe.
0: Daniel's a DC guy, right? He's he's kind
1: of firmly planted in Camp DC. Seems that way. Uh, DC's, DC may get rid of the current continuity, go back to the old stuff. We've all read a good bit of the New 52. His question was, if we could keep anything from the New 52... Back in the old universe, what would it be? That is the right question. That's correctly.
2: correct. That's correct. What we what would you keep from the New Fifty Two and translate into the to this current universe that they're setting up in Convergence? Or if you would bring over any of the stuff from the Two Thousand and Eleven universe, you know that that I would universe. bring over the entire old. <laughs> I knew this was going to be your answer. And throw all the new stuff in the
1: garbage, Matt. I
0: haven't read any New 52 book consistently since it started. I've dropped off on everything. Even though I still buy Batman, I'm severely behind on it. Um, But uh, the things that I did enjoy, and and some things I just dropped just because I I can't keep up, and it had nothing to do with how much I adored the book or not, but I think you'd probably want to keep Aquaman rolling with what they've established in the new 52 um from what I've heard and from what I've read I've never enjoyed Aquaman as much as I did since the new 52 launched um Swamp Thing was pretty amazing um during Scott Snyder's run his finale notwithstanding uh up until then it was phenomenal I think it was one of the best things that I had really read in a long time um and contrary to uh, what, what the, the dear Eric Larson has posted this week on Twitter, he, Eric Larson's a longtime comic book creator, um, does a Savage Dragon now. Um, he's written some DC titles in his day,
2: Aquaman being one of them. He is always getting into Twitter fights. That's is what he? I can tell you eric larson is constantly fighting with people on twitter
0: eric larson recently said he would love to tell a shazam story although he calls him captain marvel um being old school uh he said there hasn't been a a proper uh rendition of captain marvel since the 50s which i thought
1: but you disagree with that
0: well, I do. However, Eric Larson has a, a back catalog of stories.
1: But you're an Eric Larson zombie, that, so now you're gonna revert everything you've been saying about Captain Marvel. and agree with Eric Larson.
0: Eric Larson has a back catalog of stories that he's read that I never read ever. So I have, I can't really like compare and contrast like what I've read versus what he's read necessarily. But I will say, I know the general gist of the character. And from what I know of him, Jeff John's interpretation of him that he did as a backup in Justice League was one of the best superhero things I've ever read. So Eric Larson thinks that that wasn't very good. I think he's crazy. Uh, and I think he's too like deeply rooted he, in, in <clears throat> old comics and, and nostalgia. Did he particularly call out the new Jeff John stuff? He didn't. He did. You know what he did particularly call out was was Jeff Smith's four issue um, like oh, yeah. prestige format. Story. And that's one
2: that everybody seems to pretty much it. Everybody seems to like that one. Everyone that's he, read I haven't. I know of the Jeff Johns one that I felt was the best part of Justice League for a lot of weeks there before the new before
1: the new DC movie slate Warner Brothers stuff. The that Jeff Smith version of Shazam was the one being looked at for the movie version.
2: Okay. Does does Eric Larson point to like any particular storyline, or hey, this was my favorite creator, and you guys should check it out, uh, or is he just kind of like he
0: may have? Um, I know that he said that he would love to to tell a Shazam story, a Captain Marvel story. Yeah. But he would need like complete. Autonomy, like no interference from editors, he needs to be left alone to
2: tell the story that he wants to tell. Which Do we feel good about that with Eric Larson's current.
0: Uh, no, not at all. Um,
2: I what I would like to see would be Jeff
0: Johns writing an on ongoing because he did such an incredible job on that on that one story. Um, I mean, like I, I truly hold that one story in incredibly high esteem. Uh, and I think that he should build on it I mean barely anything has been done with that character since those backup stories were done and I really
2: thought that we were going to get a whole full scale yeah, you know ongoing series
0: obviously it's coming with with a, a movie coming I guarantee that there will be an ongoing series and it's just a matter of time but I really hope that they get the creative team that worked on that backup at the very least get Jeff Johns to write it because I to me, maybe that's not the, the Shazam from the 50s that, that Eric Larson grew up with and adores, but for me, that was the most interesting rendition of that character. Now, from what I understand, the, the where where the big failing is from Eric Larson's point of view is that Shazam and Billy Batson are two completely different entities. Whereas in the more recent story, versions of this character he's one and the same but he just becomes a big superhero i think
2: that that works for the character though you know the idea that this you know 12 13 year old boy gets put into this super powerful god-like role and what does he do he goes and like creates mischief and steals candy bars and like silly goofy shit for for that first part i think that's that's pretty charming, and I, I like that about the character, that it was the same person.
0: Well, I liked it too. I, I I worry about, like, kind of how far it can go before that kind of becomes stale. Either that or the character has to evolve into, he has to mature quickly. Um, so I, I do like it, but I, I do kind of, like, have reservations about it at the same time. But I, I'm not fascinated by it being two completely different characters. I don't find that very interesting. Like, one character goes away and, like, doesn't even exist while the other does. What, where's the intrigue there? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm failing to see it. I've never read the old Shazam stuff, so. Uh, Daniel, help me out here. You're the DC guy. Make me understand. Do you go far back? With your DC adoration, or are you more of like a recent New 52 guy? I don't know. You'll have to let us know on Facebook. But I really think that Eric Larson was kind of like disregarding some of the more current. And, and you know what? He, he actually um, cushioned the blow because he basically said, hey, look, I love Jeff Smith. I think he's an, an incredible talent. But the thing that he did, that wasn't Shazam. I wasn't Captain Marvel. And I just, I, I read it and I, I thought it was Captain Marvel. Um, but, you know, my my uh, comic book encyclopedia knowledge is not what, what Eric Larson's is. It doesn't go back as far.
2: Yeah, but you're still a knowledgeable ah. comic book reader with your own thoughts about storytelling and... Well, what appeals to you? So well, if you order, felt that way about well, the book, and a lot of other people did too, al- I think maybe Eric Larson is just, maybe he's just stuck in that nostalgia. A lot of a, that's
0: exactly it. A lot of us do get hung up on the things that we're nostalgic for, the things that kind of we experience during our formative years, whether that be our formative years in comic books, or literally our formative years growing up, it just so happens for you and me, Ian, our formative years were also our formative years in comic books. So like... As it should be, really. Right. You know, somebody that would get into comics in their 20s. Super
2: weird.
1: Just strange. Creep. Probably
2: touches children.
1: Something like that. I wish my <laughs> eye roll had an audible sound effect.
0: But what, what I will say is that because I am a nostalgic person, and I think so is Eric Larson... He really the things that resonate with him are the things that when he first got into comic books are the things that he truly enjoys that harken back to the times like in the in the '60s when he was reading comic books or maybe the you know early '70s when he was young. Whereas, like for me, early '90s comics really hold a special place, and I know that you know they get bashed and made fun of a lot because it it did also coincide with the speculator market where everybody thought that you know they were going to become rich and there were a lot of stupid things that came out of the 90s
2: but there was a lot of flash and there was, but there, was there was still stuff. substance but there was more the sparkling die cut foil stamp cover over you know really good storytelling it was there but there was so much of that other there stuff
0: there was so much of that other stuff but i will not say it was more of the other stuff than quality stories. Because, you know, I'll point to the 90s, and you, and you have, like, uh, you know, the death of Superman, you had Nightfall, you had Valiant Comics coming onto the scene, and, and they were specifically recognized as being just great stories. There was no flash and, you know, gimmicks about I think about the death them. of Superman
2: is a little gimmicky. Don't you think? The death of Superman is all...
1: It's all—it's one giant fight. There's no good story there whatsoever. I thought it's, it was a cool fight. It's after, yeah, but it's—it's it's just a fight. There's no story. After he's dead, that's when you get to some cool shit. The reign know, of the, the Superman, of Superman I thought was a pretty yeah. intriguing. Yeah, but story. the actual death of Superman story—that was just all gimmick.
0: Well, I don't think it was all gimmick. I think it was—I think it was a quality story, and and it was built upon significantly with Reign with the Superman funeral for a friend um i feel like that stuff defined the time period like in 15 years or 20 years since then what what's defined superman he's been forgettable there's been nothing but you can point to all-star
2: superman which you know a lot of people can barely all-star superman all-star superman was huge i mean huge yeah all-star superman compared
0: to like Death of Superman.
2: Well, nothing's gonna be as big as Death of Superman because Death of of Superman was on TV. People were flocking to the store to buy that bagged issue that that have never. Yeah, that is that was also
1: 90s. That that was huge. But But I'm I'm saying saying that huge book now, All Star Superman was enormous. I disagree. I think that it started out with
0: um, with a lot of hype, but because it couldn't maintain any kind of consistent schedule. By the time the whatever it was twelve. No, see you
2: now, All Star Superman was on a much more streamlined schedule than All Star Batman. I, I know that's like saying. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew you were going to go there. Right, you're yeah. exactly
0: right. It is like saying, uh, I came thing the analogy, but the point is, All Star Batman wasn't even on a schedule. It just no, no, one, no, no, one,
2: no. one, everything. But All Star Superman finished the entire story, and it came out in a fairly, a fairly at a fairly timely um in a fairly timely manner.
0: I don't have the release dates in front of me.
2: I don't but, either, and let's not look them up. Let's just have a conversation.
0: We don't have to look at Paul's As Paul
2: is fucking looking them up. But look, I'll eat my words, but I'm pretty but, sure But I'm let's right. let's like let's forget that. Let's just talk about the story. That is the story that people point to as one of the quintessential Superman tales, even though it wasn't in a regular you know, the Adventures of Superman or Man of Steel or anything like like a regular Superman title, it was actually like an Elseworlds kind of book. People still point to that and say, "Do you want to read a really good Superman story? Here's this, or here's, um, you know, Superman for All Seasons. Here, here are these books that are, you know, not necessarily Superman in in the current continuity, but these are great reads, and it falls in there.
0: Right. Well. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like Superman, All-Star Superman falls in with Superman for All Seasons. I feel like that was a little yeah. bit more well-renowned. I think the All-Star All Seasons is
1: kind of a sleeper hit. Maybe. That's a really good I remember. I remember oh, it when is. it came
0: out, though, there was a lot of hype because it was on the tails of um, Long The Long Halloween, which was like super well-regarded. Like, All-Star Superman is so weird and, and like kind of different and kind of far out. I feel like it doesn't have that mass appeal that I think. But they made a cartoon out of it. I that. think your like,
1: definition of far out and unreal are different than mine because those are adjectives I use for all-star Superman, which is fucking nutso. That's
2: but what I just that's I what said. That's what he's talking about. All-star no, Superman. But, but
1: for all seasons. Is it, that's that's it's not what he's talking. About. Grounded good Superman. He
2: was saying right. that All Star Superman is far out and weird. That's insane. But I, but I think it's still accessible, and I think that people there. I'm going to talk about later on when we get into what you've been reading. I'm going to talk about a Grant Morrison well, thing you know, that's super fucking crazy. Going
1: back to Larson, uh, you know, being in love with a certain version of a character. It's clear Morrison loves Silver Age bullshit. Because he loves everything. Superman is a straight up silver age sci-fi story. It's not a superhero story by any stretch of the imagination. It's a sci-fi story.
2: And I don't like it. That's weird because you like your sci-fi superheroes, but you don't like a superhero story centered in like the sci-fi universe. Because
1: Green Lantern is treated like Star Wars treats sci-fi. It's more action-adventure than it is a sci-fi story. Like, Star Trek All-star, is sci-fi. Right, All-Star Superman treats treats, treats it kind of like like Star Trek treats sci-fi. Right, but Green Lantern treats it like Star Wars, where it's more swashbuckling action-adventure. Same with Nova. But All-Star Superman is just nutty. It's, it's classic Morrison nut nutness.
2: Still held up as one of the benchmarks of... Right. The soup, and you—you may not like it, and that's a taste kind of thing. Still, a much more coherent, well
1: thought out, put together story than the actual death of Superman. Not, not World Without a Friend or funeral, funeral for a friend, or Reign of the Superman. Because those, in the by themselves, are good stories. But Death of Superman—it's one big fight. It's a terrible villain just created to kill Superman. There's no rhyme
2: or reason for any of this to be happening. Oh, we'll give other, him all of the B-list heroes none of all play this terrible right, villain that can tear through everyone and Superman. It's it's
1: straight up '90s gimmick. We're gonna kill Superman. That's it. But the actual there's no there's no story. You don't know where Doomsday comes from. He just shows up. He sees a wrestler on TV, and he's like, "Oh, he's in Metropolis. So I guess I'm gonna go there to fight this wrestler." And that, little, that's what you can infer. That's what you have to infer. From the story because Doomsday doesn't speak.
2: I forget where we were at. I
0: had no problem with it being a, a knockdown, drag out fight. I want the death of Superman to be the mother of all fights, which it basically was, especially that final issue. A completely splash page oriented. Uh, Child of
2: the 90s. comic book. I like the final issue. I like that. I also that, am a big fan of the... One of the, of the best the,
0: well-drawn comic books ever.
2: The, I mean, it, the Nightfall comic. Batman, Bane, new Batman Bane fight, I thought was a really well put together fight as well. It wasn't the uh, yeah. all splash pages and everything like that, but I thought that was a good fight, just the way that it was structured. But don't you also want it to have some
1: emotional weight to it? Don't you want it to mean something? I thought there was... I mean, when Superman
0: died in Lois Lane's arms... I thought there was emotion to that. I was like, you the, fucking.
1: Bitch. In the bulk of the whole story, who the fuck is Doomsday? No one gives a shit about Doomsday. If he's fighting Brainiac to the death, or Bizarro, or Lex Luthor, it has it has this built up history to did it. Did they
2: ever flesh out Doomsday? Like, do we know who, yeah. who he is? Do we care? Was Doomsday, it better when we did do know? Doomsday's had
1: a shit ton of different origins because they never gave him. What's one in the, the first
2: 2011? version because that's where we're going to that's where we're going with all this I think The new 52 version? Well, we're going to wipe out the Don't we think that we're going to wipe the new 52 out? Isn't that what is going to happen? Good. I think so.
0: You Oh, you guys think new 52 is going away?
2: I I think so.
1: I think it's going to be an amalgam of the two. I
0: th- I think it'll be an I amalgam th- too, but I new think New
1: 52 Superman is going away.
0: Probably, but I think everything is still going to lean more New Fifty Two than than pre New Fifty Two. You think so? I would say the majority. I mean, more than fifty percent.
2: Getting back to the to Daniel's question and my thoughts on that, I think that um, you keep at least you keep the, the creative team of Capullo um, and Snyder together on Batman, and I think they still hold on to some of that stuff. Court of Owl stuff is probably still gonna happen. After four more issues. Are they really? I didn't know that. Okay. Well, that's what I would do, but DC would.
0: Who's taking over? I don't know. They haven't announced it yet.
2: Wonder Woman's Origin, I think, is something that was good that came out of the new 52. I like the beginning of, you know, the Justice League Dark was a great idea, and for the first year, everything that was good about the new 52 was all the first year stuff. Animal Man, all the Swamp Thing stuff that you guys mentioned before. Um Yeah, the the integration of
1: Animal Man, Swamp Thing and Constantine into the DCU when the new 52 kicked off was flawless. It was Snyder on Animal Man and on Animal Man and Jeff Lemire on Jeff Lemire was Snyder on, on Swamp Thing and it was Lemire on Animal Man and Justice League Dark. And it made Total sense. I mean, you had it wasn't like the silliness of Azarella's Wonder Woman, where it was essentially an Elseworlds book. But even and,
2: still, there were good ideas there. Right. Like but the in, seeds of that that book were really cool, but they just never tied into right. the DC Which is problem. what was
1: nice about Swamp Thing, Animal Man, and Constantine is that you saw all these other aspects of this greater world around them. Like all this crazy shit is going down in Wonder Woman. Like, London's getting blown up. There's just crazy shit happening. And no nobody is heroes. coming to... No one else is there in an earth populated with heroes. Nobody? Come on, Azarello. I know you're highly regarded, but...
0: Is Azarello no. American
1: or is he British? I don't know. Uh, I think he's American.
2: Nothing, and I know that we've talked about this. I don't uh, think yeah, any yeah, of from us... Cleveland. Oh.
1: it's
2: about as American as you can get. From the Midwest. Probably a big Browns fan. We hate that here. Oh, you hate that here.
1: You may hate that here. I'm not a Browns fan.
2: Anyway, (laughs) I don't think that any of us have liked anything that he's ever done besides like the first three issues of Wonder Woman. Other than that, every book that I've ever read has been kind of strange and kind of boring. The first couple arcs, maybe three arcs of his
1: Wonder Woman story were really good. But by the time you get to that third arc then it's like, where are we going here? Yeah. It just felt like it was starting to drag, and there was no real endgame in sight. But yeah, overall, uh, I'm not a big Brian Azzarello guy. He has a hand in Future's End, which I really like, but I don't know which part's his. For all I know, the parts I'm disinterested in are the parts that he's writing. I read the um, the Joker graphic novel by Brian Azzarello a few years ago and
0: really enjoyed that with art by... Uh, uh, Lee Bermejo, Bermejo, uh, who who drew. You know what my favorite thing he ever drew was the um, the Batman Noel oh. graphic novel that came out about three years ago. One of the prettiest books ever.
2: Were they both on the Luther one shot? Yeah. What? Lex Luther kind of in the same vein as Joker it was a little bit before Hmm. that um, I wasn't sure if they were the same team that did that
0: I also read Broken City which was the storyline that followed Hush in Batman
2: and I remember liking Ah, it I hated it, but I don't remember anything about it you know what I liked I I remember liking the covers the covers were real graphic looking and it was just very different for what? Um, Broken City it was the yeah, yeah keep talking (laughs) <laughs> I didn't like um, him and Jim Lee on Superman for Tomorrow. Yeah. That storyline was super, super weird. Didn't, just I fucking didn't like dumb. that either. Didn't like it. Anybody
0: enough. ever read 100
2: Bullets? I tried. I have the first graphic novel. I didn't like it. And that seemed like
0: it
1: would be right up my alley, but I just didn't like it. Paul, did you ever read that, 100 Bullets? No. I had no real desire to read a hundred bullets.
0: So, getting back to you guys, seem to think that that the new Fifty Two is gonna primarily
1: go away. What what makes you think that? I don't. I don't think it's gonna go completely away. I think it's gonna be a mix of the old stuff and and the new stuff. I think the creators, since they're in charge, are gonna keep certain things they like. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, no well, one's cool. liked Superman from the start. I mean, Superman has been. A shit show since the new 52 launched. It has been. It's been, it's just been a disaster. And I tried to like it several times and nothing has stuck. Right. Batman's been successful. Um, Dom tells me Green Lantern's still good, though I wholeheartedly disagree. Um, I think we're going to go back to, like, nonstop since the new 52 launched, there's been clamoring for the old Superman, and Wally West, and Donna Troy, and the old Teen Titans with Cyborg, and Raven, and Starfire, and like non-stop fan outcry to have these characters back. And I think that's gonna be a big part of the new 50, of the new DC universe going forward after Convergence. And I hope so, because those are, like that, thank you, sir. The new Teen Titans, George Perez stuff, it was you know such such good characters, good stories. The relationships between Dick Grayson and Roy Harper and Wally West, like that whole group of characters that grew up underneath the big heroes. You know that 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 second string of guys that eventually grow up. You know Dick grows up to be Batman. Wally grows up to be the Flash. Like it's such a cool group of characters that no one no one has like you know there's guys like Patriot from Marvel but he, yeah, was he not it's not like he was ever Captain Captain America's protege yeah like, that- Bucky took the mantle for a little bit but like Wally was a, a real character like Wally was the Flash and it's just a really it's a really cool you know development for a character that was just wiped out And fans have never let that go. And fans haven't warmed up to this new Wally West either, who's only Wally West by name. He doesn't resemble Wally West. He doesn't act like him. He doesn't look like him. He's only Wally West by name. So I think he's going away. We're going to see Donna Troy come back because she's already been teased in Convergence promos. Um, That's the stuff I think they are going to bring back. And that's the stuff I hope they bring back.
0: What about, uh, where does Batman's son Damian fit into this? I know that they killed him about a year and a half ago.
2: I feel like they can back. I I think that they could probably if they're going to reset the universe, they could even get away with bringing Jason Todd back as Robin, especially since he hasn't really been featured all that much as a Robin in the New 52, and people loved him. So I think that you could bring Jason Todd back. Wait, Jason, wait. wait, Jason Todd means, means Tim been Drake. Back. Tim Drake, Tim Drake, not not the Red Hood. Yeah, Tim Drake. Tim Drake's and Tim Drake's
1: another character that has had constant fan support. That fans rioted when DC was like, "Well, he was never really Robin. He went right to Red Robin." Red Robin. Fans yeah. freaked the fuck out, and that's another thing that fans have been vocal about since 2011 when this kicked off. So I think the Batman mythology will go back to the way it was with. It wasn't... He and hasn't it's not been man for five years. It's not years. even... Yeah, like, it's
2: not, like, that hard of a yeah. fix, either, because that five-year weird constrainment that they put on it, that's the thing that screws everything up. So you take that away. You fix all of the problems that the New 52 put on Batman.
1: And Damien's a fan favorite, so Damien's gonna come back. They're bringing Damien back right now. Right. And by the time Convergence starts I think Damon will be be back
2: as the Robin do we like that I mean like
0: absolutely not because I like Tim Drake
2: I like like Tim Drake Drake better too in my mind it's Robin his time
0: as Robin wasn't over but I also
1: Fuck, fuck Kingdom Come that's the only reason Tim Drake isn't Robin, because they were like, oh, look how cool it Red Robin, Robin is and his cool Red Robin Wasn't outfit. Wasn't that Dick, We gotta you know? get this into continuity. Or am I wrong? Wasn't that Dick uh, in... No, no, it was, it was Tim, Tim. It was? Yeah. Who was Dick?
2: Dick was dead.
1: I don't know. Maybe it was Tim. Maybe it was, it, maybe it was it Dick and that. But they couldn't put Dick in the Red Robin costume, because he was becoming Batman
2: at the time, right? But, like, I liked... Dick as Batman, Damien as Robin. You could have stopped
0: that sentence right there. <laughs> I, I, when I, I was in the West,
2: I liked Dick. Dick. <laughs> That's a recall from last week, folks. Listen to it. Episode 82. Loyal fans know. I like that whole, um, the Scott Snyder version of the Dick Grayson Batman and uh, Damien as as Robin. That whole dynamic that they had, was it was really solid. It was really enjoyable. You can't go back to it now because Bruce Wayne's back from being shot with a time bullet. He went back to the Wild West too, I think. Read some erotic fan fiction about that.
0: This could be a good time for for DC to sorta, kinda hit the reset button a little bit with their films coming out. Seems like the timing could be about right to try to, one last time, get everything aligned and make sense because It really does feel the longer we kind of ride this new 52 train, the
2: further it goes
0: off the rails.
2: Are we ever going to come to a point with comic books where it all aligns and makes sense? Like, isn't that kind of... No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, like, that's sort of like the charm of comic books that it's convoluted and ridiculous. As
0: valiant an effort as it was, and as well as they executed it for what they did... I still believe that it, they tried to bite off
2: more than they could chew. Do you think that they could have... Because I feel like they had so many good ideas in the beginning. They did. And they just didn't stick with those ideas. Or
0: they only had an idea that lasted 6 to 12 issues, and they hadn't really figured it out beyond that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh crap, now what, what do we do to follow this up? It, it seemed to all happen, like too quickly... It didn't happen organically or naturally. Like, how many like, of those
2: good stories could they have written into the old version? of the Probably, fi- probably all lot. the good ones, right?
0: Probably a lot.
2: Like, The Court of Owls, you could still tell that story exactly. in the old...
0: I don't look at Batman in the New 52 almost as any sort of reboot anyway. You know,
2: like... Even the Swamp Thing stories, you could tell... In the old version, you could form a Justice League Dark. It wasn't like any of those characters were radically changed what sucks by the about What sucks
1: about Batman, if they try to revert it back, is that it's not going to because the golden boy, Scott Snyder, is not going to let Harper oh, yeah, and sorry, yeah. fall by the wayside. Yeah. All the stuff that he's built so far is going to be continuity. They can go back and say, yeah, Tim Drake was just Robin at some point, but now he's this. And now, Cullen Rose Bluebird. And isn't it cool?
2: Super cool. Super progressive. Diversity! By the way, I finally found Daniel Doing's Etsy store. Etsy.com backslash shop backslash doing cosplays. So thank you, Daniel, for that.
0: Doing cosplays, I like that. Yeah? Backslash
2: like, doing one. is a, like a verb. His email is doing nothing and Then some other stuff. That's
0: wait. Run that by me. Is that again. really backslash his name? Was what? it? What's Daniel's real last name? Doing.
2: His his email is doing nothing, and then it's done. forward slash, not backslash. It's backslash.
1: No, that is a forward slash. It's leaning forward, like you read back. left to
2: right. That's backslash.
1: Matt, tell him what that is. Okay, okay. I'm the
0: I'm the deal the tiebreaker. Um, it's www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash
2: doing cosplays backslash I maintain
0: <laughs> Ian on what planet is that going backwards? Fucking bizarro world.
2: It's leaning back and he argued it. It's clearly going forward it's leaning backwards it is now <laughs>
1: <laughs> you turn the iPad upside down. But then, but then
0: it, it still wanted to be right, and it flipped it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Ian is wrong, no matter which way you look at it.
1: Incorrect. Backslash.
0: Daniel, it's a forward slash.
1: Help our good. Da- I'm Daniel. sure Daniel knows. He's not the problem. He's here. like, what <laughs> is
0: up with this sharply guy? All right, so Daniel, have you seen the trailer? For the trailer for Jurassic Park Four, because it's coming. It's coming on Thursday this Thanksgiving. Well,
1: oh, sorry. Is this a trailer for a trailer, or is this just the teaser before the tra- the real trailer? It's
0: it's a it's a teaser for it's a
1: teaser of a teaser. How long's a, a regular trailer? Two minutes? Two and a half minutes. Yeah, about two and a half. It's a teaser. Sixty seconds. i don't think there's a
2: cap on how
1: long a teaser can be right so this is legit this what we saw was legitimately a teaser for the teaser correct so the one we see on thanksgiving will be
2: no more than 60 seconds and what's it attached to is it attached to anything or is it just going to be an internet release football oh okay
0: yeah it's gonna it's gonna air during one of the football games on thanksgiving but i'm sure it will be in theaters Around the same time and online and online, oh, yes. which is how we're all really gonna see it. Like, who's gonna sit through fucking football on Thanksgiving? Ugh. It's not. It's never even teams
1: that I'm interested in on Thanksgiving
0: well, because it's, you have to love right. the Cowboys and the Lions and it's it's all of their plays playing. right. Right?
1: Didn't they? I thought they added a third NFL game on
2: Thanksgiving. They, they, now, they right? have because isn't it Detroit... one
1: four and eight now?
2: Yes. Yes, and the. Detroit always hosts a game, and Dallas always hosts right. a game. And then the NFL basically said, Look, we, we can have room money enough if we do this. Right. So they Now they play a night game. Then they just hand out that night game to it. There's no tradition attached to it. They just hand that game out to anybody that will play it, basically, which is a lot of different teams. It's
0: a funny thing because I traditionally will root for um detroit no matter who they play for the most part and i will root against dallas no matter who they play unless it's maybe the ravens sorry baltimore fans
1: was there some kind of plan aesthetic that the two hosting teams are blue and silver
2: no i don't believe so i think detroit started off as the traditional host of the game and they wanted somebody else, and this is in like the sixties or seventies. They wanted somebody else to do it, and nobody else would play that game. And Dallas was just like, "Yeah, we'll we'll take that game up." So there was no real plan. Of so was it was it no, for Detroit Dallas? Detroit was the original, oh, and Detroit then Dallas, the and then Dallas, who wasn't a part of the NFL, they were a AFL or were they? A, they they were an NFL expansion team. That's what happened with them. And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll take that." So game. is was it? Initially, Detroit versus Dallas. No, no, no. Split. It was just Detroit versus somebody. They they would
1: just host a home game against whoever, and then so why the NFL... would Detroit care if another team played on that
2: day? Because it's it's just tradition. They just want to hold on to it's no, only... no. But
1: you said in the beginning it was just Detroit playing. Why would they
2: care if there was a second football game? I don't think they did care. But then eventually, after it it had been for years and years and years. Detroit and Dallas. Then they cared because that tradition had built up. But when they added Dallas as a second game, nobody cared at that point. Nobody wanted that game. Okay. But then it became a big money business. People always tuned in and, and watched the Thanksgiving game. And then if I was like, hey, we, we need somebody else and we want to give these games away, we want, we want other teams to participate. And that's when... Dallas and Detroit were like, no, this is our thing. You can't take away our tradition. They're like, well, then fuck you. We'll add another game at 8 o'clock.
0: I would prefer if they aired the Jurassic Park trailer during the Macy's parade versus the football game, to be honest with you. You think more people will be watching the parade? No, I think more people will watch the football game. But I would, number one, the parade's earlier, so you don't have to wait as long. And by the time I wake up, it'll probably be
1: ready to go online. The parade's always so early. I feel like I wake up and I catch, like, the very end of it. You you see Santa Claus coattails (laughs) going
2: past. (laughs) They run, um, like, a... uh, They run two of those parades now, too. Like, they run it live and then they rerun it. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So is there only one parade?
1: It's the Macy's parade?
2: I'm sure there are other parades, but that's the one that's on TV.
1: No, it doesn't... Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Christmas. Disneyland. Does Disney want. has a parade. Yeah,
2: but maybe that's Christmas.
0: Disney has a parade every five minutes. I'm but, sure there are other le- things. Legit
2: televised. Parade. I'm sure there are other Thanksgiving parades, but the Macy's Day Parade is like the one. Ah, do we don't give a shit about that, right? The Macy's Thanksgiving. We're not. Thanksgiving Day we're, not parade? A, we're not a big parade. I podcast, used to are love we? that
0: fucking parade. Are you when serious? I was a
2: kid.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you are, are you serious my see-
2: yeah, yeah, I'm serious, yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy probably yeah, loves the yeah, yeah. fifteen
0: shazam too. <laughs>
2: did you did you wake up and Oh watch my it
0: god, up? yeah, it was it was an event. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like seeing all the different balloons you know, you would see a superhero so, balloon like parades start to finish. Like that shit's cool and everything. Yeah. But I wouldn't yeah. wake up for it. It was a destination. You didn't roll out of bed, mm, no, put this on. It was like ding ding ding, alarm clock, parades on. Correct. Ooh. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And
0: and still, to this day, I'll never, like, nowadays, I will not wake up before the parade starts. The parade is well underway by the time I roll out of bed. And if I happen to put the TV on, I'll be, like, filled with warm feelings of nostalgia. And then I'll put Grand Theft Auto Five on and start killing fools. Thanksgiving oh. is not a nostalgia holiday for me. You know what? I got to tell you. Thanksgiving is quickly becoming my favorite holiday.
1: The dark horse holiday,
2: of course. Are there any other contenders?
0: Well, yeah. Um, I my, thought Halloween was your favorite holiday. My, my three favorite holidays are Christmas, Halloween, and Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving was always a distant third. Matt, isn't
2: that a really easy three? They're They're pretty much the only holidays. No, no, no. Give me 4th of July over some of those. You want 4th of July? 4th of July is in the top three. A little Kwanzaa. A little Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. To round it
1: all out. Some Arbor Day. (laughs) Earth Day. President's
2: Day where you can get a good deal on a car. Flag Day. Columbus Day just to be celebrating murderers and lies about American history. Mm. Mm. President's Day we said that already but yes easter you can learn about the forefathers easter Easter. when i was a kid you know what easter's a pain in the dick i hate easter (laughs) put it out there dick? it's just so
0: much what do you mean what are you talking about freak i just hate it it's just too much i've never heard such nonsense what? How is Easter? Like, okay, Christmas, I can see you saying, oh, man, there's too much. That's a pain in the ass. I got to buy for Christmas everyone. Christmas
1: has been a pain in the ass for a week now.
0: Easter is nothing. It's just this day on so Sunday. Much,
2: so much eggs. I don't like <laughs> eggs.
0: What? So much
1: eggs?
2: <laughs> you got to hard boil them and then you got to dye them? Oh, wait. Hold on a second. You mean, who's
1: forcing you to eat eggs on Easter just because Deceiving. they're part of the holiday? Like they're shoving eggs
0: in his, in his mouth and he's Deceiving. like, oh, it's so much eggs. Too many eggs. Too many eggs and then like ham.
2: Like, I don't like ham um, all slow, that much.
1: Slow your roll, son. Like, That's my go-to. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck no. this turkey bullshit this Easter week. Easter
2: ham? Oh, ham? No ham. No, thanks. What?
1: I'll do Christmas ham is fine. But Wait, Easter
0: why ham? is it bad on Easter but it's okay on Christmas? It's too much.
1: You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. So I, I don't understand this this egg business. You just get tired of seeing eggs.
2: Just too many of them. I don't like them. Like, and then they hide them, and you're like doing stuff, and then you're like, "Oh no, it's eggs." Who's hiding eggs for you? It's an like Easter egg for right? Thirty years
0: old. Wait, how old is he? Thirty-four. Yeah. Yeah. You're Thirty-five. Four. You're thirty-four. Four. So yeah. I mean, if you hate the eggs, just don't find them. Let them be They're Ill. everywhere. I can in, understand
1: in, if... In June, if you're you'll going come across one, but no big deal. I can understand if you're going to your folks, and it's just fucking egg dinner. Just egg, egg, salad. Look at that, egg salad. We're gonna have egg salad. egg salad. That's Poached you know what? Eggs for dessert. Yeah. Let's
2: go with that. And then there's like egg soup, and you're like, oh shit, I don't want egg you soup. soup. And like, why don't you just wash it down What's this egg smoothie? Have some eggnog to drink. The three, of,
1: the three of us have been friends for a long time now, but it's, it's oh me this, and Matt a couple of years. It's this podcast. That every so often we're like, holy fuck, did we just open a door about someone that we didn't know about before? Like this weird Easter aversion. I don't hate it that much. I'm it's doing just this
0: craziness podcast. because like
2: now you're just
1: covering up your
2: idiots. No, I, I don't like eggs and I do feel like Easter is a little bit of a panic. A lot of travel. A no a lot more of travel. Christmas, certainly. Equal to Christmas, less presents.
0: There isn't a more like invasive holiday than Christmas. It, it consumes See, our lives.
2: I don't like the Christmas season, but I love Christmas and Christmas Day.
0: You, it is so funny because I'm like the opposite. I love the Christmas season and everything that it represents. Like in Fantasyland, in mm-hmm. reality, it, it, it like That's land, family. It, it's supposed to bring out the best in mankind. And we're supposed to be great to one another. And we're all supposed to live in harmony and peace on earth. Right. But in reality it's a shit show and everybody's out for themselves and it's all about commercialism and individualism and just it's it's like humanity's disgusting underbelly of 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 disgust.
2: Everybody's impatience boils to the top, yeah, and
0: it's horrible. So like that, I don't like. I like it in theory, but know, that's,
2: that's not what like I'm saying. I'm saying the actual day and spending the time with your family, and Once getting all the-,
0: the hustle and bustle is over. Yeah, I I hear you.
2: You know what would make Christmas better
1: if it was in June? Because on top of the crowds and the hassle to buy presents and spending all that money, you're cold. The weather's shitty. You gotta struggle to get places. Put that shit in June, where you can throw on a t-shirt. You don't need to worry about bad weather. You're comfortable. I I gotta disagree because if you're too hot, because June can get
0: kind of you know heated. May. Maybe, but if it's we can't in June, go April. It get too hot, we can't go
1: April. too rainy.
0: It's too unpredictable.
1: And that's still Easter. Ugh, yeah. gross. We're still getting over all those eggs. <laughs>
0: But, but it, being hot actually makes people even more angry and moody than being
2: cold. But you when mean, you're I don't cold, think you suck. I, I don't know, man. Like, I get, I'm in a worse mood in the winter than I am in the summer. No matter how hot I am, I'm fucking pissed in the winter when I'm cold. Because you have more layers that you
1: have to drag to the mall. Don't go to the mall. I was at the mall about two
0: <laughs> weeks ago. Um, it was right after Halloween, and I was at the mall... And it was on a Saturday, and I realized that I will not be going back to the mall until the New Year, because the crowd was unreal, and I was just surrounded by the just the dredges of humanity, the
2: unwashed, the unwashed, filthy, filthy. Hoi polloi.
0: Yeah, like
2: excuse me, <laughs> what was that? Hoi <laughs> polloi. Is that Hawaiian? It's Mark Maddeny. What is it? Well, anyway, but getting
0: getting back to my my current f- holiday front runner, the dearly beloved Thanksgiving. It is a day that I would think you would like sharply because it's all about family and being together, and it it like excludes all the bullshit commercialism, and it's strictly about togetherness and a good meal. How could like it? It's like the perfect day and it's like kinda like low stress, low key, but like very enjoyable.
1: Thanksgiving <laughs> is constantly getting shit on because even even now, Black Friday starts During Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yep. it's
2: it's already been steamrolled. Here's,
1: here's something that I wanna
0: point out. How ironic is it? that people will will get up from the table at Thanksgiving where they're sitting with their families and enjoying themselves, and they'll push themselves away from the table, get up and go shopping to buy these assholes presents that they probably don't even deserve. And because- And meanwhile, you are just sitting, enjoying a meal and enjoying a holiday, being together with that same asshole that you're buying a present for.
1: Gotta go. Big lot Squad TV on sale.
0: All in in an effort to save $100 on a that's shitty TV. That's $100. Why are we like all Pittsburghese? Because like that's really who you guys like
2: see them. Black Friday deals. And black and gold Friday deals. Black, gold, Friday. Black and
0: gold. But anyway, I wasn't sure if you were doing the chick from American Horror Story or Pittsburghese. I was, oh. Yeah.
2: Well, it's one of them.
0: But anyway, how ironic is that? That these people will, will abandon their families to go buy their family shit that they can give them one month later. Fuck that. That's ridiculous.
2: And because they push away from the table, that means that two hours before that, someone else's family member had to leave the table to go listen to that person at that retail location yell at them about the fucking deals that they aren't getting or whatever right. shit. Right so thanksgiving's a great holiday love it food football
0: it really is and, and family the only, and the only the aspect ups. of it that sucks is black friday and that's just christmas's commercialism like infecting like, christmas is
2: oozing black arm reaching on your dinner table and taking a Taking a uh, drumstick.
0: Taking a drumstick. One of the, one of those great crescent rolls from Pillsbury Doughboy that come in those little things where you unpeel it and then it pops and it scares you every time even <sighs> though you know it's
2: coming. Dripping its oozingness on your cranberries. I think of this Christmas villain as like the Grinch but like with venom. Like, <laughs> But he looks like venom and he's dripping and his tongue wraps around the no. pie taste I,
1: it I would love to cancel Christmas
0: <laughs> yeah Paul hey, that's your like most hated holiday well right?
1: you don't like Thanksgiving though cause you don't like the food I don't like yeah I don't like Thanksgiving dinner turkey's boring cranberry sauce boring I can get down on some stuffing general Thanksgiving fare is just kind of boring
2: Thanksgiving has the best desserts I
1: think pumpkin pie fucking
2: Easter doesn't have good desserts like that I'm murder
1: egg pie I'm murder pumpkin pie With my penis. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Pumpkin pie.
0: Mm. I don't know why your penis would ever figure into it. how good it is. I need to rub my dick on it. But Easter has peeps.
1: Every holiday has peeps Peeps now. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. or Halloween has peeps. I'm surprised there aren't turkey peeps out there.
2: There should be. You should have like black cat peeps, right? And then like pumpkin Pumpkin peeps. peeps. That's for African American month. What? Black cat peeps? What (laughs) are we afraid of?
1: You know, your black peeps. Turkey peeps. What what kind of Christmas reindeer peeps? The problem with Christmas is that it's too it's it's too invasive. It is. There used to be a time, and this is I'm gonna get up on my old man's
2: soapbox. There was a time.
1: Each each holiday had their had their a lot of time.
2: Like it had its own zone. You don't cross over the zone. Halloween
1: was its thing. And then Thanksgiving was a thing, and then after Thanksgiving, that's when the Christmas season begins. But now Christmas is up right after Halloween. Christmas is steamrolling on
0: Halloween now. Yeah. Even Halloween can't stop the immovable force that is Christmas. And everyone loves Halloween now. Like Halloween's popularity has skyrocketed. But people love Christmas even more. Why? But do they love it or do they still
2: get shit? They they get presents. They feel guilted into liking Christmas and participating in Christmas.
0: Think back to when you were young. And not just because you believed in Santa Claus or whatever, but just the general vibe like years ago when you were younger, it was
1: so much better than it is now. Is it? Was it? I think so. Christmas for sure. But if you were if you were a kid now, I'm sure you're getting the same pleasure out of Christmas that you did that you did when you were a kid. When did
2: kids we, now are getting that same business. When we were a kid, when we were kids. Were we amped about Christmas in October? Like I can't no. remember. Like when did the no? See, because it wasn't until after Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving
1: was a real holiday then. I wasn't. I wasn't now even allowed to think about
0: like I was.
2: And now you know, it's, it's a holiday about. adjacent to I Christmas. I was
0: forbidden from thinking about it until Thanksgiving. I remember after Thanksgiving dinner when I was a kid, I would sit at the kitchen table after even after dessert had been eaten, and I would start making my Christmas list. All the shit that I want. Thanksgiving and, and your spending. mom would break your.
1: Fingers. Thanksgiving has been relegated to the Isle of Misfit Holidays with Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, poor Hanukkah. And Hanukkah Easter, was the, first,
2: the right. first to be uh,
1: aggressively taken over. I might become Jewish just to celebrate Hanukkah in spite of Christmas. You, Kwanzaa's always Do you Kwanzaa?
2: open. Fuck my Catholic heritage. And I don't even know what Kwanzaa is for real. It's Kwanzaa's the day after, after Christmas. Christmas. Oh, 26. That's why you don't have a soul. What fucking shitty timing. Isn't anyway. It, the guy that
1: doesn't know what Kwanzaa is thought I, Lawrence I Fishburne just, was in Robin Hood.
2: I <laughs> Wasn't he? I just thought that... uh I'm going to say no I don't I know what Kwanzaa is I just didn't know when it was so Jurassic Park are we going to do this we're talking about all kinds of good anti-holiday stuff we you want to hate
1: you want to keep this holiday hate
2: thing. this is what we just did by the way we talked about Eronica <laughs> and then how we hate the holidays but let's then talk about Jurassic Park Jurassic Park
0: Jurassic Park 4. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. The fourth Jurassic Park film in the franchise starring starring Star Lord himself. The movie savior. Chris Pratt. Morgan Freeman? Chris Pratt's in it. Jesse Chastain's in it. Jesse? Isn't that her name?
2: Jessica. Jessica?
0: How how comfortable are you two? He's like,
2: you know my girl, Jesse.
0: Jesse Chastain, shit.
2: Shit. <laughs> so she's in it. Is there anybody else? There Oh, a few dinosaur? A,
1: oh we're fucking stupid. It's not Jessica Chastain. Who is it? It's Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: Oh. Jake Johnson's
1: in Jurassic World. This is
0: going to be, be awesome a laugh movie. riot. Fuck. So, yeah, Jesse apparently is not in Jurassic Park for the Lost World. It's
1: our girl Bryce. World. Damn, Bryce Dallas Howard looks hot in that trailer. Anyway. That teaser, teaser trailer. So, I don't know what the heck this
0: movie's about, but it looks to me like they're bringing the park aspect back to the franchise. Would you like me to tell you what it's about? Oh, you know what it's about?
1: I do. I read the synopsis.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you what I think it is, and you tell me how close I am. Okay. It looks to me like... Not close at all. Like they're bringing the park aspect back, and they've kind of like gotten the, the whole thing back up and running after the big failure that was Jurassic Park and a couple people got eaten and killed. Details. This is... Little details. Minor. 20 years later, it looks like they've they've worked out all the legal things and kind of, you know, probably had a couple out-of-court settlements with some of the families of the eaten people. And now they're finally ready to open not Jurassic Park, but Jurassic World, which is like what Disney World is to disneyland it's a bigger version of it it looks to me based on the you know the trailer of the trailer it looks like they have um more like integrated experiences where you're put in these vehicles and you're out into the wild you're not just looking at it from you know like a on the other side of an electric fence you're in the environment Now, obviously, things are going to go horribly wrong, and people are going to die. Chris Pratt's going to show up with a vest and do something. Super funny. And he's going to make jokes. That's what I think this movie's about. Am I right?
1: Yeah, that's essentially right. 22 years after the last Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World is up and running. It's finally the experience John Hammond always wanted it to be. But in all this time... Attendance is in a decline, so they bring in a new attraction to bring in new visitors and it something goes wrong. And what could go wrong? There you go.
0: What goes wrong? What's the new attraction?
1: We don't know. That's the that's the mystery. That's why we need to go see it. Oh. Are we gonna see it? What's your excitement level for this sharply? Uh,
0: is it like your like Easter? Or is it
2: more like Thanksgiving? Easter's here. We're we're not putting numbers. We're putting holidays. Easter's a big goose egg, if you will. Um, I'm at. I'm riding at a big Easter egg. Five. I'm all right with it. Looks like Jurassic Park. I enjoyed the first three films. Why are you talking like you're drunk? I I don't think I'm drunk. I've been drinking, but am I drunk? (laughs) Like, all of a sudden, you're like, I'm the first one. No, I mean, uh, because I don't have much to say about this. It looks fine. You're just trying to drag it out. I'm trying to drag it out. out. (laughs) This movie looks okay. Looks all right. Okay. Five. All
0: right. So, I don't know, like a President's Day. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm excited about this. The new holiday scale of movie ranking. <laughs> I will go either a President's Day or a Memorial Day.
0: Ooh, Memorial Day. Paul, I always have you to work
2: do... on Memorial Day. By so the way, is like...
0: this coming out on Memorial Day or something? Is it? I give it I a know.
2: Memorial Day.
0: Paul, would you give it a Memorial Day?
1: No, I'm, I'm way more excited about this than Ooh, a 4th of, of July. June 12th. Is the release date for this. June 12th. I don't think that's Memorial Day. Could be. I, I didn't know. they one moved one. it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the
2: Memorial Day might be anywhere. I'm excited about it. It could be in I February. I think enough,
1: enough times passed between the last installment and this one that we could get a brand new solid run of movies. Sounds like you're giving it a Halloween. I would like to think that they wouldn't tank on the second one, but that's getting way too far ahead since we've only seen about 20 seconds of this one. Not even. But it seems to have solid story. Basic. Not unpredictable. But solid story. Solid cast. Has potential. I'm excited at a seven. Mm.
2: Super high. Kind of excited. It's really high.
1: Yeah, that's a full holiday July. scale. I like Chris Pratt. I like Nick Robinson. I like Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm. I'm ready. Is Chris Pratt gonna be Timmy or whatever from the first one? Um, no, he he's Owen. I don't Um, think I don't think anyone's coming. Timmy's deaf brother. Yeah, Chris. He has to be deaf. I don't know. Chris Pratt is a uh, he is an on staff. He's he's on site staff and he conducts behavioral research on the velociraptors. Ah, uh, the Raptors look like they might be big players so again. So he's gonna be your action guy, right? And Is he like, don't be surprised if he's the one conducting the research. If the Velociraptors are the Wolverine of Jurassic World, but they
2: always were, though. They're the Wolverine of the Jurassic Park yeah, franchise. Yeah, they
1: were—they were more the Jason and Freddy of the Jurassic Park franchise. They were the cool—they were the cool killers. They weren't the anti-heroes. I think in this one. They will help yeah. our heroes with this bigger, new thing. They were the anti-heroes really? in the third one.
2: Because they got the all crazy on... I
1: haven't seen the third one in a long time. I don't
0: remember I only So they fought once. the T-Rex, right? There was something right? bigger than a T-Rex... It had the big fin on its back, and it fought the T-Rex early on and killed the T-Rex.
2: The Z-Rex. Isn't that what it was? Something I don't like know. That? I just made but it up. But
1: was that, was that just their nature in that movie? Or were they like, hey, my boy Chris Pratt's in trouble.
2: Do you we think, think we that that's going to go down, like where he can like communicate with them and have a bond, and that's how he's going to control the Velociraptors? Eh, I'm not rolling it out. Actually, He's I. He's not. I, they're not going to be. we're talking about it,
1: yeah, I, I, I see. I don't. I don't know why. Ugh. Do we
0: like that? No.
1: I don't know why this this would be a big point of the this early plot synopsis if that didn't come into play later. Ugh. I'm not saying they're gonna be the Chewie to his Han Solo, but maybe <laughs> there's some kind of bond there,
0: or maybe he just. Knows them and he knows how to survive, and that's why him and the people that he's with managed to survive longer than all the other
1: people and that they are. And velociraptor, velociraptors and that mythology, they're supposed to be super smart and they're supposed to learn. So, 22 years later, working with this you know behavioral research guy, maybe at this point they're like dogs or cats.
2: Maybe, I mean, that would be a way to change up the franchise and spice it up a little bit and everyone loves a
1: wolverine based
0: on more recent scientific evidence from what i've seen like on the discovery channel and stuff turns out that dinosaurs aren't all that accurately represented in the jurassic park movies up to this point supposedly they actually had feathers which seemed to be vacant In a lot of cases, like I don't think they're covered in them, but they had some. Beyond that, though, one of the even more interesting things are that they were very, very colorful. Um, Whereas in the movies, they're like earthy tones and stuff, like your more traditional reptile. Your basic
1: lizard color.
0: But based on what they've able to been able to like extract from the fossils and stuff. It turns out that they actually had, like, a lot of pigment and coloration and, and variation in their...
2: That's kind of interesting. I'd like to see an artist rendition of what that would look like. Yeah, well,
0: there's actually, like, you can see it on YouTube. There's a whole, like, special on it where they explain how they were able to determine the color of these dinosaurs. And it, it was just, like... If you huh. go
2: to YouTube... Backslash dinosaurs with feathers.
0: Uh, actually, that's a forward slash. But
2: how do you not know what a forward slash is? It's yeah. a commonly misunderstood term. I wish that they were more colorful than this. Like uh, this chameleon type lizard guy up yeah, here. Yeah, I like the first one a little bit better though. Yeah.
0: So. I I got to tell you I'm very excited about Jurassic Park four. I keep calling it uh, Jurassic World. I I think I'm assuming that they're going to recognize some of the missteps that they made with the second and third films. Um, I think that Chris Pratt is a good current choice as as the leading you know main character. I think that he's you know he certainly is going to have um, the charisma of like a Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I don't know if he's got quite the the acting chops necessarily, um, but we'll see.
1: The one Did of the you things. You just say Chris Pratt is a worse actor than Jeff Goldblum.
0: Well, I was thinking also Sam Neill. Um, both of those yeah. guys. I know that whenever Steven Spielberg cast the original group for Jurassic Park, he went with like. Good actors and, and not necessarily action heroes and stuff, whereas Chris Pratt probably leans a little more toward the action hero character now. He's had this role in the bank for a while. True, he has. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was that made his star explode, but, I mean, it seemed to all happen at once. I feel like some executive or something finally, like, binge-watched Parks and Recreation, or something. I was like this guy is fucking
1: hilarious. I need him in my movies. But he's so different in everything else than he is in Parks and Rec. I think it was probably you mentioned
2: earlier today, Zero Dark Thirty. That yeah. Probably because that kind of I mean was the start true. of his action hero. It was. He was upswing.
0: And and I think also he transformed his body. Literally, he's kind of doughy in Parks and Recreation. He's and
2: fat. You can say it. And he has since gotten very muscular. And, and you know what? I think he's gone back and forth from um, being, you know, kind of ripped the to Kelly, doughy. He's the Kelly to Clarkson, Clarkson of acting. <laughs> because in between Zero Dark Thirty and... Oprah. And, wow. Well, yeah. In between Zero Dark Thirty and um, Guardians, I think he was in... What's the Emily Blunt, Jason Segel movie... The, like five-year engagement or something like that yeah or he was paul like know that um he was pretty heavy in that as okay. well Five, um, yeah five-year engagement so and and that was in between those two roles where he right. cut weight put weight on and then cut weight again so yeah jurassic park you're excited paul I you're am. excited um i'm um, um, Alright, it'll be fun yeah, whenever it I'm comes out.
0: Definitely a Halloween on it.
2: I'm sitting at a Memorial Day. Paul? This is a really weird scale. Fuck you. Pick one.
1: It's so individual for each one of us. So, what What holiday are you know apply to it? I'll give it an Easter. I don't want to hype it so much as a Halloween or the vile Christmas, but a solid holiday that can stand on its own. Easter. Disgusting. I think that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Didn't quite get around to what you've been reading, but plenty of time for that in future episodes. That's right. Don't forget to go to mcsauce.com, bottom of the page. uh, Look for the Donate button to donate to our Toys for Tots charity. Um, Make sure to visit mcsauce.com for strips and reviews and podcasts, all kinds of not-so-family-friendly content. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Mike Cassell. Have a th- happy Thanksgiving everybody.